educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, hello, friends. 507. It's Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. I don't know where the time went. I am Doug Fitzgerald. I'm filling in for Dan. He's currently down south enjoying the weather down in San Antonio or somewhere, you know, nice and warm. But we're here where it's nice and cool. We can still say it's nice and cool. Uh, He's on vacation, so this is the last day. Tomorrow, a programming note. Tomorrow we have holiday programming going on along with Friday. Uh, The show won't be back live again until Monday of next week, so just FYI on that. Also, if you want to join the conversation today, we would love for you to call in, or you can text 402-479-1400. And even if you know you don't agree with what we're talking about, we want to put you at the first of the line, head of the line, because we want to chat. This is all about awareness and providing information for our community. Um, I like to say that I'd like to be the watchman for the city of Lincoln, because I love this town. I love this state. And um, there's a lot of things, a lot of needs um, yeah, that we need to be aware of to encourage people with. So uh, here's the thing. Um, we're going to check in the second half of the show with something I'm very passionate about, and that is ending the evil um, of sex trafficking in this city and in the state. And so we're going to talk with Paul Yates of I've Got a Name, dear friend, and also an organization that I highly support. So we did a big fundraiser a couple of weeks ago, and I want to make sure we get the word out uh, to do all we can. Girls as young as 10 years old they're working with. This is just, it's just appalling so i can't wait to have you uh, introduce you to paul if you haven't heard from him uh, before and share more information about what they're doing with that amazing organization that'll come up in the second half of the show uh, for the first half um here's the thing uh, in america in the united states i tell you what mental health the needs are tremendous and since the pandemic it's just been highlighted it's been uh, the sensitivity to it is so uh, so aware and apparent with people and i think people are more willing to uh, step out and say, you know what, I I do need somebody to talk to. I do need some some help in certain areas. My family uh, counseling has been a tremendous help, both in our marriage and, and with our kiddos. And it's something that um, I think. Sa- I mean, I know the counseling that my wife and I went through saved our marriage. And you cannot, um, if you're struggling in any way, whether it's relational, whether it's depression, whether it's anxiety, whatever it is, um, trauma. Seek help. Uh, seek somebody to talk to. That's all counseling is. It's a place and an opportunity for you to grow and develop, uh, and um, and it'll help those around you as well. So uh, joining us in the studio today, I'm super excited about this. Um, executive Director, that's what I put down. I don't know if that's the correct term, but I would, I'm would. i saying Executive Director Brian Carlson uh, from the Biblical Counseling Hub is here in the studio, along with uh, Maria Applegarth, who is one of the counselors uh, on the Hub, and also Laura Trevor. Traveris, Traverhaus. <laughs> I, I, Laura, am I doing good or not? You are. Is that right? Yes, it's Traveras. See, I could never <laughs> say it like that. It sounds so cool when you say it, not when I do. She's, she literally just got off the plane from the Dominican Republic. She has a great um, uh, story of how really this, this whole thing started, and she's part of that story, that fabric. So um, we're going to, you know, we've asked them all to come in today and just bring awareness about what they're doing uh, and how they're reaching out to the community, uh, the needs that they have, and the needs that our community has that they can serve. And so, Brian, Maria, Laura, welcome to the show today. We appreciate you being here. Thanks, Thanks for having thank us, you Doug. So much. You bet. Well, Brian, let's start with you. You and I go long 
a long we go way back as friends and uh finishing up uh you know college together <laughs> when we were old old college students at the time but you you know your story is amazing you know ceo of a company and um and you found you see you have seen this need i know it's been a, a your your heart uh ever since i've known you to serve people and to love people but you gave up that ceo position literally overnight um to start up the biblical counseling hub to meet a need here in the community, would you share us that share with our listeners that story because it's amazing? Yeah, I really can't take credit for it. Um, Laura here, and the reason she's in the studio with <laughs> us um, was actually with our family um, last Thanksgiving. Uh, she went through a tough time where she and her fiance broke up, and my wife and I were doing their premarital counseling. So I'll just tell anyone out there that doesn't want someone to get married, they can you know, bring me and Jonica in to do their premarital counseling and we can probably end that relationship. And so um, Laura didn't uh, really have anywhere to go and she had already moved to the States to, to be married. And, um, and so we invited her to come live with us for a couple weeks. And uh, before we really even knew what biblical counseling was, we were really just loving on Laura and counseling her with the word of God. and. Uh, just really trying to meet a need in her life. And uh, while she was with us, she introduced us to biblical counseling. And I had never heard of biblical counseling. I wasn't aware of the uh, the term biblical counseling. I wasn't aware of the concept. I would have assumed it was just Christian counseling, uh, which it is quite a bit different than that. And so uh, literally um, Thanksgiving night, exactly a year ago, uh, Laura introduced us to this ministry. And I went to bed the next Monday night uh, to get up for an early morning Bible study. And I'm not saying this happens often, and I'm not saying that you should follow this in your own life, maybe, in your own theology, but I really felt the Lord, I heard the Lord speak to me through the Holy Spirit and tell me He wanted me to leave my role um, with mm -hmm. Arise um, as the CEO and to start um, a new ministry, which is what turned into the Biblical Counseling Hub. And that's that was family business. Like, yeah. it wasn't just like, you know, oh, here's, you know, I worked my way up and I'm leading this organization. That, that was a big decision. Yeah, my dad and my sister and I started that business together 14 years ago. And so, yeah, it was a big decision, but it was something I was confident the Lord was calling me to do and feel like the best place to be is in the center of his will. And so followed that, that leading and definitely don't regret it a year later. Laura, so let's talk about like, you know, so obviously you introduce them to this concept. What, what is biblical counseling and the biblical counseling hub? How does it work? Why is it something you're passionate about? Well, the reason I knew about this was because of a friend um, back in the DR, the Dominican Republic, where I'm from. Um, she is a psychologist, and she had incorporated biblical counseling um, to her practice. And I was chatting with her a year before everything this happened, and that was just in my radar. And I knew I wanted to do it in my life. I just didn't know the timing of it. Um, so I knew about it, and I had prayed about the timing of starting the training. Um, and then when... Um, my engagement broke off. Um, that was one of the first things that popped in my mind. And while being with the Carlsons, I just talked to them about it. Like, maybe this is just um, the perfect timing to not only receive biblical counseling, mm. but also go through it myself. Um, and that's when I introduced them to ACBC, Association of Certified Biblical Counselors. Um, I talked to them about the training and about my heart of the next step in my life now that I wasn't getting married. And mm. so... It was a very random, you know, sad night. I'm like, this is what I want to do. Um, and immediately they were really intrigued. Um, and then the next day, I think two days later, Brian started the training. <laughs> and now here we are. 
Um, but for me, biblical counseling is um, how we are able to provide God's words and apply that to every area of our lives um, and the, the practical tools that we are able to take out of it and how can we actually apply that in our day to day. And it's like the word of God is sufficient um, and we're able to um, learn from it. Um, it's not an ancient book as I thought when I was growing up. Um, it's living and it's active. And through his Holy Spirit, he's able to renew our minds and our lives in a way that uh, we're able to honor him, but also, um, you know, have him go before in every area of our lives. It's not going to be an easy life. Mm -hmm. um, and so we need the counseling for it. And his word provides that. And it's super cool to know that how, how this was written years ago, inspired by the Holy Spirit, but it's so applicable today. Yep. Um, and so biblical counseling helps us get from point A to point B. Um, so I know Maria and Brian can talk more about yeah. <laughs> biblical counseling. You did counseling. great. You're <laughs> like, no, not me right now. I'm like, Oof, that couldn't have been any better. I was just so. a vessel to introduce them to it, and now I'm learning from them. So, well, so I want, so I want us all to to think and listen about this because you're each one of us have a story of pain, right? Mm -hmm. And we have a choice to make. Um, we can be the victim and say things have been done to us and 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 just you know crawl into a hole. Or we can make a decision, and this is what I am passionate about. We can make a decision to turn that pain into a purpose mm -hmm. so that we can serve other people. Mm -hmm. Maria, I'm going to go to you next. Yeah. You know about this pain, and, and you're part of this because y you have a heart to help people and walk people through it. And you were telling me before we started the show that it's everywhere. Everywhere you go, whether it's yeah. the mechanic or the barista mm -hmm. or whoever you go, the teller at the at the bank, they they there are some people like you who tend to, they open up to you, mm -hmm. and you identify that. And I believe it's just because it's the way you've been designed by God. Mm -hmm. So tell me about why is this biblical counseling hub important to you, and how do you see it serving our community? Mm -hmm. Well, like you said, I think people all around us are in need of hope and help. And really there is hope when you see that there is purpose. I love that you said that, um, that everyone is looking for that purpose. We need, we need that in our lives. And I think the word of God does point us to that. In the year 2020, well, in the last few years, um, I've walked through a few challenging things myself and then also realized all of the suffering around, whether it's from our own mistakes or it's the mistakes of others that are impacting us or just the fact that we live in a fallen world, mm -hmm. that um, everyone is impacted in some way and is looking for hope and help and purpose. So as I walked through a few years of just grief, a lot of loss, um, that the truth of the word of God is what really helped me through um, my circumstances. What are you seeing in the community then as you meet with people now that mm -hmm. you're turning your pain into a purpose as mm -hmm. well to serve people? Yeah. Uh, what's it like? What are you experiencing? Yeah. Most people need someone who's going to sit with them in their pain, listen, and point them to hope and help. So I'm seeing that there's um, a real need and that there's a way to meet that. Yeah. It's 519, and we're talking with Executive Director of the Biblical Counseling Hub, Brian Carlson, along with Maria Applegarth and Laura Torvejas. 
I try, I'm trying, Laura. You're doing great. Uh, <laughs> on the voice of Lincoln, 1499 3KLIN. Um, you know, you may be listening and you may be going through a, just a horrific relationship, middle of a divorce, death um, in the family, anxiety. Um, our economy is crushing people financially. I, you just may be at the end of your rope. D- d- seek somebody to talk to. And Brian, I want to go to you. We're talking about biblical counseling. Explain what that is. And uh, Maria, I like what you said. Somebody, people just need people to talk to. But I think our, our culture uh, too many times says, well, if you're going to get counseling or help from somebody, it's got to be somebody who's certified and who's a doctor and who has all these credentials. And the reality is they may be the worst person to go to, honestly. They may be the best person to go to. But sometimes you, know, you can out-credential yourself and not really meet people in their heart and where they're at. So what is biblical counseling? How is it different? Yeah, than what's a, out there. That's a great question. You can probably tell by the conversation so far that it's not maybe typical counseling or maybe what you're used to when you go to a counselor. And so as Laura was talking about, it's really using the Word of God to help people work through their pain and their issues and their struggles in their life. Uh, Paul says in Romans fifteen fourteen that we're all competent to counsel. And so what we have to remember is that all of us every day in every area of our life are counseling people all the time, whether it's our own children, whether it's your spouse, Doug, yep, um, yep. whether yeah. it's, um, you know, friends, you know, whether it's um, people that are coming to us um, for just for advice. Um, we are providing counsel. And when we really think about it, that's what counseling is. It's meeting people in their struggle, in their need, providing hope and healing. And we, as Christians, believe that that should be done through the Word of God, and that the Word of God, as Laura said, is sufficient um, to teach us and to rebuke us and to correct us. And so we can bring care and compassion into people's lives, and we can guide them to the Word of God. And so biblical counseling is not about being licensed by the state. It's really a ministry of the local church. And so though we're not tied into one specific local church, we are here as the Biblical Counseling Hub to serve our local church and to serve people in our local churches. And so that's, uh, that's something that sets us apart from, from other types of counseling. And we have a great community of faith in this city. We really do. We have got a tremendous um, group of churches serving and loving on people. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, I'm, I don't want to put words in your guys' mouth, but you know, obviously if, you, if there are people that come to you in need where you can't meet that need, Mm-hmm. Maybe it is, you know, chemical imbalance within the body, or maybe there are uh, s- such devastating trauma where they people do need help beyond. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you have connections as well where you guide them, right? We're to, we're to network pe- with people and walk with them, mm-hmm. which means sometimes it's not just listening or talking, but it's taking them by the hand to guide them where they can get help. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And we don't claim to be psychiatrists. We don't claim to be doctors. We don't even claim to be licensed counselors. Uh, we do claim to be believers who can walk alongside other people and, and guide them. And so, yeah, sometimes that means guiding them to, to someone else that can help them more effectively than we can. For and, sure. and the counseling is complimentary, correct? Yeah. One of our core values is always free counseling, um, which doesn't actually mean that it's free. It just means that the people coming for counseling aren't paying for it. <laughs> so we are a nonprofit ministry that raise support to do what we do. And God's been very gracious and faithful to, to bring us supporters to, to help us do this for people. But we really don't ever want finances to be a reason that people can come for counseling. And so we do offer all of our service all the time at at no cost. Laura, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So so complimentary counseling, that sounds good. But then on the flip side of that, in the back of my mind, I'm going, well, there's probably people out there saying, well, that means less quality. Hmm. Does it mean less quality? It does not because it's not a typical counseling 
um, what we're used to. It's not uh, secular counseling. It's not the counseling that we're used to. Uh, it's definitely very different. And helpful, correct? Absolutely. I mean, you've gone through that. So yes. it's, yeah. What about you, Maria? What do you think? Yeah. If somebody says, well, that's nice. You're giving free counseling. You're going to be have lines out the door, which you will after this. Um, but um, but does it mean less? No, it doesn't. But it is good to know we have lots and lots of training. And actually, at the Biblical Counseling How does that Club, work? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have gone to training in person and done online training. And Brian is almost certified going through the process so um and so there is a process of getting um trained up and the biblical counseling hub is also a training center so we get to train and equip other people to go out out and help um to counsel so if people have a heart if you're listening if you have a heart to want to serve in this way Mm -hmm. can they contact you and find out more what you're doing yes yes we have Brian, why don't you talk more about that, the sessions that are upcoming that people could join into? Yeah, we're taking about 20 people right now, uh, just people from our local churches that want to more effectively help people in their local churches through a training that I lead right now. It's eight weeks on a Saturday morning, uh, 16 hours of training. And our next one of those uh, training sessions, uh, our next cohort cohort, is coming up starting on January 13th. Mm-hmm. And people can go to our website, biblicalcounselinghub.com, and sign up for that training. All right, well, if you'll stick around, we're going to take a quick break here. I want to come back and I want to push, I want to drive that home. The needs that you have, how people can get in touch with you if they want to serve both financially or in person and also if they need to be served if you're listening and you really you know you're like you're resonating with this and you're like man i need to talk to somebody i really do it's 525 we're talking with the executive director of the biblical counseling hub brian carlson along with maria applegarth and laura traveras uh, and you're listening to lincoln's number one news and talk station 1499 3 klin you're listening to the dan parsons show on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome back. It's 5, what is it here? 528. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for Dan. He's going to be back on Monday. We've got holiday programming both on uh, Thursday and Friday. Uh, we've been talking about the Biblical Counseling Hub with Brian Carlson, Maria, and Laura. And Brian, I, you know, we got just a, a minute and a half here or so. Um, just give us a quick rundown again of the Biblical Counseling Hub. And if people want to serve in regards to giving you finances or maybe they want to help counsel as well or they need to be served um, just give us a rundown of how people can get in touch with you yeah great i mean honestly you can just find us at biblicalcounselinghub.com and that's hub h-u-b biblicalcounselinghub.com we offer counseling we offer counseling training we offer counseling resourcing and so yeah if you go to our website uh, i love for some of you guys to be um, to check out our training that's coming up starting on january 13th eight weeks on saturday mornings um, where again, we all are competent to counsel. We all counsel every day, uh, whether it be in our families or with our friends or in our workplaces. And so if you just want to learn how to be more effective in the counsel you provide, make sure that you're providing positive, helpful, biblical counsel as opposed to uh, worldly counsel, it'd be a good thing to check out. So, so do you have a social media presence? Uh, we're starting to build one, yes. Yeah, on on Facebook. Facebook? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also, a, a thought that I just had, if I was listening and I needed to be served, um, you know, I know you have different type of counselors. I'm sure, assuming you put the right people in front of the right pe- plate, you know, women with women, guys with guys, if you know, for comfort factors and all that. Yeah. Know. Yeah, we do our best to always have, yeah, men with men, women with women, couples with couples in our counseling, yes. Well, thanks, guys, for coming in. I appreciate it. Hopefully, this is the beginning of a long relationship here, and I appreciate you stopping in. Yeah, thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. All right, you bet. Coming up in the second half.
half of the show, we'll be joined by Executive Director of I've Got a Name, Paul Yates. We'll be talking about ending the horrific evil of sex trafficking here in the city of Lincoln, in the city of Nebraska, and hopefully in the country and around the world. Up next, we're going to check in with Fox News and then KLIN News with one of the best reporters ever, Chase Porter. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, thanks so much for joining us today on your drive home. We appreciate it. It's 536. I am Doug Fitzgerald, not the normal voice here. Uh, filling in for Dan. He's going to be back on Monday. If you want to join the conversation, always you're always welcome to call or text 402-479-1400. Um, I want you to imagine for a moment, just, just play with me here for a second. I want you to imagine for a moment your daughter, your granddaughter, your niece, Maybe it's your mom, and they're being sex trafficked. They're being abused. Um, they're being sold. They're being manipulated. How would you feel? I, I've thought about it a lot the last year, and um, it would crush, crush me. And this is happening by the hundreds every single day here in Lincoln and in the state of Nebraska and in this country and around the world. That's not just in the movies. It's um, in little towns. It's in your backyard. And so I am very fortunate to know a great guy, executive director of I've Got a Name, Paul Yates. It's their desire and their passion to uh, end sex trafficking, this evil in the city of Lincoln and in Nebraska. So I've had Paul on before. You were the winner of the big give, Paul. That's how we actually met the first time. Uh, but Paul, thank you so much for coming back, and I'm excited to have you in and just to talk more about bringing awareness about sex trafficking so welcome back to the show <laughs> with this this is the first time with the board right and using zoom so we're uh, we're going to make this work one way or the other johnny's working feverishly uh we've got to make a connection too with laura and paul because laura um shared with me some information during the break about how she actually works with an organization uh with sex trafficking in the dominican republic while johnny's working on that laura let's just talk about that tell me more about uh, what you're doing and uh, what is the culture here you know sex trafficking a lot of people just don't know about it it's happening with young girls as young as 10 years old that they're working with um what's it like in the dominican republic because i did a post when we did a fundraiser uh, a couple of weeks ago for I've Got a Name. Here's the, here's the interesting thing about this. We were talking in break, and you're like, hey, I, who's Paul? Because I've, I've, I'm working with an organization in the Dominican Republic. What is, what's the sex trafficking situation like there? 
Yeah, so I'm just recently learning about it myself. Um, I was able to meet with the director of a human and sex trafficking organization because of my ministry director role at a missions organization. What we do is work through the local church, and we help bridge the gap between the local church and community needs. Um, and so I met with her, and she yeah, told so me I'm all about it. And me, I'm 25 years old, and I've never heard of it, it happening. Really? In the, there? In the Dominican Republic, yeah. it's something that... It's very new in terms of education, but it's been happening for a really long time. Um, and so the cases that I learned about um, are parents selling their children because they are in desperate financial need uh, for $2. And this is a community that I visited. It's uh, an isolated community in a mountain area in the DR, but it's happening all over. Um, and I was able to learn um, about it, and she sent me all the resources, and my mind is just blown. Um, with what's happening there and how normal it is, uh, but part of of what's happening is because it's be it comes from a, a desperate need from the family. It's not because it's about a business. They just need to make me like meet ends and you know eat. And so they've gone that far of like selling their daughters for two dollars, um, and it's just part of their normal. And so it do goes generation to generation. Um, and now it's identified, it has a term, hmm. which is human trafficking, family trafficking, sex trafficking. Uh, but it used to be the normal for most of these rural areas in the DR. That's how they usually like make money. Well, and I think it's it, the, the normal, I always say normal, um, it's been around since the beginning of time. And since we're talking about Biblical Counseling Hub, this has been happening. You read about it in the Bible, right? Yeah. You read about it in the Old Testament. So it's part of cultures around the world. I think, but people are suffering behind the scenes. It's just like mental health, right? People suffering behind the scenes, and you don't know about it until somebody puts a name to it, brings awareness to it. Yeah. Like when I found out about uh, I've Got a Name, it was I was you know introducing them as one of the winners of the uh, Union Bank Big Give last year. I had no idea. I'd never heard about it. Yeah. And here they are working, uh, you know, at the grassroots level on the streets um, with girls as young as 10 years old and many of them sold multiple times a month like it's and 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 that's just scratching the surface of those that they know about mm -hmm. that's i'm sure it's you take that times many times over of what's yeah. actually happening in our communities uh, now that it's got a name maybe in the dominican republic yeah. and it's starting to become aware and people are maybe more confident about either speaking up or, or, or is there more help is there more awareness of it are, are people doing something about it more yes absolutely so we have we have this organization that i mentioned it's called fight ministries um, and they're doing the job of not only rescuing girls but creating awareness just like you said doug i think that's a huge part of it now people are like attentive to like what's going on around um because if you're not aware of what's going on like you're not going to like you know identify right. it. It's or if it's been, you know, and one of the things I've learned from Paul, um, if it's been part of your culture, you yes. think it's normal. Like, you just think that's the way life is. So for the DR, it's it was part of the culture for some of these very rural, isolated areas. And now that it has a name, like, people are, like, open to, like, travel anywhere and, like, rescue these girls. And you know what I love what you're saying? You said now that it has a name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Paul, are you with us? Can you hear me?
Yeah. Hey, yeah. we did it. This is a new board. Yeah, it's not Johnny's fault. This is a brand new <laughs> process that we're trying to go through. So please. Oh, listen, I, I want, thought I messed up. You know nope, me and technology. <laughs> you didn't mess up, and I want Johnny to know he didn't mess up. We are just working this out together. But here's the thing, Paul. I had Laura stick around because um, we made a connection during the break that she works with yeah. the sex trafficking organization in the Dominican Republic. That's and awesome. we were just talking about that, and she said, now that it has a name and that there's awareness, there's help for people now. And that's, yeah, that's yes, your name of your organization. You know, yeah. I've got a name. Um, <laughs> yeah, but a name, yeah. I wanted to connect you two because I don't know where this goes, but I believe it's 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 a divine interaction um, for sure. her to be here. So sure. I just wanted to say hi to Laura and and for her to kind of share her story with you a little bit. Did you get to hear Did you have a chance to hear yeah, I heard part of it. I got it on my uh, phone, actually. I actually figured that out and was listening to a little bit of it. So, and that's awesome. And I think she said the cost was $2, you know, yeah. um, to destroy a life there. When I was working in Nepal, it was 50 cents. Mm. But it doesn't matter what the price. You know, it's it's uh, horrible, horrible. So, yeah, I can hear you. I'm, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. And so I love what, what they're doing in the Dominican Republic. That's wonderful. I yeah. mean, it's, as we've talked before, Doug, it's, it's everywhere. I mean, this isn't this something that just popped up. This has been going on for a long time. And it's about time not only our state, our country, but the world hears this injustice, you know, and we, we got to stop it. We got to fight it. You know, it's all about awareness. You and I, Paul, have talked about this a lot. I didn't know anything about this till a little over a year ago. You know, I have the fortune of working with a great organization, with the Miss USA organization, been able mm -hmm. to judge uh, both competitions here in Nebraska and Kansas, and they're not just a beauty contest. They really help uh, these young women develop their platforms and messages and develop great vital skills, life skills. And I judged in June the Miss, uh, Kans uh, Miss Kansas USA uh, contest, both the teens and um um, the non-teens and because i was aware of sex trafficking here in nebraska um, one of the contestants came in for the teen competition we had three minutes there's five of us judges um you know a, a hollywood movie star and, and two winners of miss usa's and and another radio personality in omaha and um they give us a sheet right a bio sheet of these gals that are coming in we get three minutes to ask them a question and the next one comes in well this one gal came in and 17 years old and had as her platform to end sex trafficking. And so I asked her about it. She shared her short story. And when she left the room, Paul, um, all four of the judges turned to me and said, thank you so much for asking that. I didn't even know what to say. Like, I didn't even know how to approach it. And the only reason I knew how to approach it was because I just was aware. That was it. I, so I just thought, well, I'm going to ask the question, which built a relationship with her and her mom. We were able to interview them at your fundraiser a couple of weeks ago. So I wanted to bring you on uh, really to, to just give a brief overview um, of I've Got a Name, what your purpose is here. We can talk about um, your fundraising, the needs that you have, um, and mm -hmm. then we'll just take the conversation where it goes from there. Sure. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, our organization is to our vision and our mission is to end sex trafficking. Well, we know that's a pretty high mountain to climb, but we need to start somewhere and we start with awareness. And that's what's so critical, as you've mentioned, and people don't think this is happening in our state. You know, they don't think it's happening in our cities. And as we even found from this young woman, Kansas, these uh, predators were infiltrating the rural communities. Paul, you know? Paul, so, what people need to know is this. There was a cartel in Houston, Texas, that targeted that small town in 2020. They were 14 years old, nine girls. 
Their mm-hmm. intention yep. was to kidnap them. Thank God they didn't they didn't get the gal that we talked to, but the last interaction was a violent rape. This yep. is happening in in small towns everywhere. Yeah, it's all over. It's all over. And so the only thing I get uncomfortable with, and you know this, Doug, is that like The Sound of Freedom that came out, that great movie. Well, then people think it's, well, it's overseas because that was down in South America, I think, you know. And now when you just say the cartel comes up here, well, yeah, well, it's just people from the South coming up here. No, it's all around us. This is about money and power. It's within our country. It's been here a long time. We're just finally starting to do something about it. And awareness is critical, and it's protecting our youth, and it's protecting our adults, and getting to know what it is, and it's 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 a real issue. And then the second part of it is our street outreach, and that's where our, our outreach team of Pam and Megan, I mean, they meet with these women and girls. And you know this, Doug. We've worked from age 10 to 53. You know, um, you know, and helping them protect them from getting into this uh, injustice or helping rescue them out of it and helping them restore and empower them. Um, and as a faith based organization to, to for them to see who they really are, their beauty. You know, when you talked about the beauty pageant, what's amazing about that pageant is not so much the exterior beauty, it's the interior beauty. Yeah. You know, giving these women a platform, you know, giving them a, an opportunity to stand up and speak. That's. That's what we're doing with, with in, through our work is empowering these women, um, and then the third part of ours is is um, inspiration. Get inspired, you know. Let let's talk about this. Use your gifts. Uh, everyone can make a difference in these lives. And you know, right now we're Nebraska. Although I've traveled outside the border, I mean, it's this issue is borderless. Um, and uh, but right now it's our primary focus is Lincoln. But we feel like we're getting called outside of Lincoln. Um, outside the Lincoln community, uh, potentially into Omaha area, uh, in the rural communities more. We need to have this outreach, and that's where we reach out to these these victims. And as you know, most of them don't even realize they're victims. Yeah. You know, there's a whole dynamic there that they don't even realize they are victims. And you know, when you talk about a, a young woman has a tattoo on her wrist from a guy that loves her, no, he he doesn't love you. He owns you. You know, and so getting through those barriers and the trauma that they're going through. And that's where Pam and Megan are just awesome. It's uh, 549. We're talking with the executive director of I've Got a Name, Paul Yates, on 1400 and 99.3 KLAM. Paul, um, all right, the bottom line is this. If there, wasn't, if there wasn't a demand for it, there wouldn't be an issue. And you're working on developing a men's movement to say men stand up, gosh darn it, uh, and yeah. do something about it. Tell us more about that. Yeah, I mean, our men's movement, first, let me just say this. I can say two things. One, we know that boys get trafficked, too. You know, um, if we come across a situation like that, I get involved. But our mission right now is focusing on females. And um, as far as the demand, we also know there's some great and good men out there, okay? And and then there are those that are struggling. They're struggling with pornography. They're struggling with a lot of this stuff, whatever their story is. And so we're trying to get men to raise their hand. And you can take a pledge on our website just to kind of get these names in of guys saying, hey, enough is enough. You know, we got to talk about this. We got to have these conversations. You know, if my friend says he's going to this quote unquote gentleman's club or, you know, this is a, a victimless thing I'm doing, you know, I'm into pornography, you know, all this garbage. We need to start talking about this. And especially with our kids. You know, I, I, I talked to this pastor a week ago and he said, you know, we can't have a, that conversation with our, our sons and daughters about the birds and the bees once. It's got to be a hundred times because they're getting a hundred times the wrong message, mm-hmm. you know, every day. And there's truth to that. There's truth to that with our technology and everything. It's wonderful, but it's frightening. So our men's movement is just to say, hey, guys, let's stand up. Let's be a voice. 
and let let's really make an impact on this issue. Let's end the demand part of it too. You know, um, I mean, when I was fighting this over in Nepal, we'd rescue girls, you know, being trafficked into the into India. You know, well, what about the network? You know, <laughs> we gotta we gotta correct, you know, break down this network, yep. and that's what our men's movement is about. Let's have these dialogues. Let's have these conversations. What can we do? Listen, we can't fight this by ourselves as an organization. We need everybody involved in this. And first, like I said, and like she said, it's awareness. Yeah, you know, it's um. And the other thing too is, you know, you've got you have survivors, right? You're rising. That was the okay. the title of your fundraiser. What is, what are the number of of uh, gals and, and young women that you're actually serve? You've served in 2023. I guess it's our word. It's 2023. How many yeah, this year? <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy. <laughs> it's been a long um, day, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it it's uh it's crazy because we don't like statistics. You know that we don't like numbers. These are human beings. You know, these are these are people, and and yet when you look at those numbers, you know it's <clears throat> staggering. And you also have to understand the women and girls we work with. They're they're in trauma. You know, so you know, last month I think we had three referrals. The month before, six referrals. You know, the number of of referrals have gone up from last year to this year seventy four percent, seventy four percent, and that's just through October. You know, and these are people in crisis, and these are on a roller coaster ride, you know. Um, and so the numbers just keep increasing, which we know. And then more youth are involved in this, too. And I think in October, we had like 80 personal visits. Those aren't just phone calls. Those are personal visits with all these women and girls, helping them turn their life around. When you have a woman that has no birth certificate, no driver's license, no Social Security card, where does she start? Can't get a job? Where do you go? That's because she's been controlled you know, and groomed. And so there's a long process behind that. And so when you look at the numbers, when you look at the statistics, it starts getting overwhelming. Um, and I look at Pam and Megan, our outreach team, and I talk with them, and I'm always a, a strong believer in taking care of yourself. You know, they're getting bombarded with all these emotions and these issues. You got to you gotta take care of yourself, yeah, too, yeah. you know. Well, hey, um, we're going to talk about some, you know, people are, are rallying around your organization. You've had uh, some tremendous growth over the last year. Um, we've got a, I'm so proud, we've got a Husker volleyball gal prominent in the spotlight right now that's come on board uh, to help spread the message. Paul, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'd love to be able to talk about that and then be able to share with our listeners any way that they can get involved to help you out. Um, again, it is uh, 5.54. You're listening to... Um, Paul Yates of I've Got a Name on Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. It's 557 and chilly outside. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. I'm Doug Fitzgerald. Dan's going to be back in the seat on Monday. We've been talking with Executive Director of I've Got a Name, Paul Yates. Paul's still with us. Paul, I wanted to um, just have you share some exciting news about a new NIL uh, person coming alongside and really promoting I've Got a Name. Who is that? Yeah, that's Becca Alec, and she's our uh, middle blocker, amazing young woman. Um, and you know, the NIL uh, gives student athletes an opportunity to, you know, get paid some money for all their hard work other than just on the court or on the field. The beauty about her is that that's not why she's doing it. She's passionate about this issue and she wants people to know about it. And it's so important again for college students, our youth, Husker fans, you yes. know, all those people. And so Big Ten Becca, champs. 
Yeah. I mean, Becca is just as excited about this. She has been on that, on that floor, you know? <laughs> so I think I could say that. Um, what a, what a wonderful young lady though. And so we're blessed by that. Yeah. And, and it helps us honestly with our fundraising, you know, yeah. coming into this giving time of year, we rely a hundred percent on donations, you know, people coming alongside us. So we've had some Husker fans reach out to us because of, of her voice, which, I can't tell you enough how that impacts our work. I wish I could share every story with everybody that supports us. You know, um, you just, it's so sensitive. You can't. So how can people get in touch with you, the organization, if they want to help out and learn more information? You know, on our website, I've got a name.org. My second name is contact us. (laughs) Hi, contact. Yeah. Hi, contact or or Paul at I've got a name.org. Love to come out and speak to your business, to your church community, in your home, whatever. I mean, you know, we don't raise money for bricks and mortar. We have no office. You know, it's wherever we're at. Um, And that money goes to the work. Yeah, yeah, it it does. And and, uh, yeah, we raise funds to save the hearts and souls. So um, yeah, and if if you want to support us at the year end giving, I mean it's it's important, it's critical, and we're great stewards of every dollar. All right, Paul, they've got to go. Thank you so yep. much for being here. I want to thank uh, Paul and Maria and Brian and Laura for joining us today. You've been listening to fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN Husker Men's Basketball is up next. Have a great Thanksgiving.